G'day, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host from Reese, and I'm joined by Dylan. How's it going, from Reese? It's good, it's good. We didn't do an episode this week, A, because I was sick, B, because... That was, was kind of it. That was kind of it, but <laughs> yeah. there wasn't a whole lot to talk no, about. No, not a whole lot. I mean, we were really just kind of waiting on the results for some of these series. Right. Um, and obviously, so today we're doing our Eastern Conference first round recap and second round preview. The reason we're splitting it up is because the East is done and the West isn't close. No, there's one West done at the time of recording this. Yeah, so uh, we've got three Eastern Conference... Sorry, we've got all four Eastern Conference series ended up in either five or four games. Yep. And we've got three Western Conference series that could very well go seven. Yeah, I mean, looking like it right now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, but let's get started in the East here. Uh, with our, And we'll, we'll just go kind of in order. We're going to recap what happened in each series rank the series from our favorite to least favorite and then look at look ahead at the next series. So let's start with the Sixers and Wizards series. Dylan, what was kind of the deciding factor in this one? Um, it was just kind of the Sixers were better. <laughs> um, they played better defense um, and they sort of, you know, the, the shot creators for the Wizards uh, sort of continued to do their thing, but everything around them didn't really produce um and even the shot creation from Westbrook and Beal was severely uh less efficient than it had been in the regular season um yeah it was pretty much just the better team won here it wasn't yeah. too complicated they yeah it, I I feel like the Wizards didn't play with enough intensity which is weird from a team that Russell Westbrook's on right yeah. but they just felt like regular season games to me and it, it, it felt like I mean I think the Wizards had no chance but I think they knew that and they played like they had no yeah, chance. Yeah, which is a bit disappointing to see. Yeah, you w- you would really hope that a team would go out there and be like okay, we've got this, we've got a shot here but they're not really as young a team as you would think. Like they've got the Wizards, no. Yeah. They've got yeah, a lot of older guys. Yeah, quite a few older guys who are like they saw the writing on the wall, I guess, rather right. than young guys who are like nah, we're world beaters, we can do yeah, anything we, here. We got this, yeah. Um yeah, kind of a, a I don't know if it's a disappointing end to the Wizard season. The fact that they lost Game Six with Joel and Bean not being there is kind of disappointing. Game Five. Game Five. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, uh, yeah, kind of. But Ben Simmons had a game. Tobias Harris hit shots. Um, like even without Embiid, sure they have a better chance, but they still didn't have like a matchup advantage per se. Uh, no, compared, no to, not. compared to the Sixers. So, I mean, yeah, I, I I was expecting it over in five, even with Embiid out, but um. Yeah, probably a bit more fight out of the Wizards, especially down in the fourth, where the lead sort of built up yeah. throughout the fourth, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it shows the real gap between them, though, which is right. kind of the main depressing thing about it. It's like, you are missing your MVP candidate, and you're still better. Yeah, by um, a considerable amount. A uh, considerable amount, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we both predicted five, I believe, so we're both yep. right on that one. Yeah. All right, uh, next up was the Nets and Celtics, and this one, this one was blowout it was in the series was just one blowout really yeah jason tatum had one massive game that won the one game yeah what do you have 50 50 yeah. 50 uh and Kyrie Irving played pretty poorly that game but mm. there was also the game where the Kyrie Irving came to red and james harden combined for 104 points which is insane <laughs> which is kind of and look that's what we expected going to right. the series like there was just too much scoring um yeah. the celtics weirdly they did it like the they didn't have a size advantage, which is really annoying. Yeah, against this Nets team, which is doesn't really play a big, especially when they're not playing DeAndre Jordan. Um, like, they're still a bit of a smaller team, and the Celtics still couldn't match that with 
uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, Robert Williams. Yeah, uh, who's kind of their only real, real big. Super big, yeah. Um, and I think he missed some games. Did he miss the last two games of this series? I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I think he missed the last two games, and Kemba missed one or two games. Um, not that it would have mattered, really. Not that it would have mattered, no. Um, they were just completely outmatched. They couldn't defend the Nets' big three, and they couldn't keep up offensively. Um, so it was. it took Tatum... You know, Tatum dropping 50 points in a playoff game to get them one win, so... Yeah, I mean, the Nets just kind of played their normal style, but they played really small, which was interesting. But it was, yeah. like, such a high-powered offense. They decided, let's go really high-powered offense. Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, uh, James Harden, uh, Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin as their starting lineup. But, yeah. like, it worked against the Celtics, because Blake Griffin is a good matchup for Tristan Thompson. Like, they're evenly matched. Right. At least um, in terms of size. And then, even going into their bench, they went even smaller at times. They had Kevin Durant at center... They um, did. A, f- handful a little of minutes, bit. A handful of minutes. Um, and then Claxton got some shine as well. So, yeah, it was good to see that. But, um, Do you consider Claxton small? Well, he's not like a super-duper big. He's no. kind of like in that Tristan Thompson realm. Yeah. Height-wise, he's like 6'10 or something. Um, but, yeah, this was this was still a fun series for me. There was a lot of shots made. Even just watching the Nets big three play together was fun. Yeah. It was worth it for me. And it, it was fun finding things to cheer for. Like... Uh, Time Lord having almost yeah. tripled up with blocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that in game one? I think so. We watched that. It was one yeah. or two. Yeah, and he ended up being... Did he end up getting a double-double? No, he he had nine, nine and nine. Nine yeah. blocks, nine rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was, there was some fun stuff to watch throughout there. But, yeah, some, some bright moments in an otherwise pretty... Well, I was going to say dull, but no, it wasn't dull. It was just inevitable series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we both picked the Nets in five. We both thought that there'd just be one game that... Jason Tatum yep. would get for them, but that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Yeah. But the weird thing is that it kind of ended up blowing up the Celtics front office. Oh, this was... I woke up this morning <laughs> in complete disarray. <laughs> First thing, Coach K is retiring from Duke um, after this coming season. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a that's an announcement. And then I kept scrolling through my Bleacher Report feed and, oh, what the <laughs> hell just happened to the Celtics? <laughs> so, Daddy Age stepping down as Director of Basketball Operations... There's rumors that he might. Uh, I saw a rumor that he might look at the Jazz as another destination. I personally think he's probably just going to retire. Um, and then Brad Stevens is taking his role, which yeah. stepping what? away from the head coaching job to be, yeah, the manager, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the move because you and I. I mean, you're definitely not a huge fan of Brad Stevens, no, and I'm really. kind of off him yeah. a little bit. And but now he's the guy who's going to find his own replacement, which is interesting. Very interesting. Um, and. As we sort of talked about briefly uh, off camera, there's not a whole lot of coaches out there that no. we would consider, you know, for a team that's trying to be pretty special um, with the Celtics, with Tatum and Brown mm. and um, all the guys they have there in Kemba still. So yeah. they're trying to make a push deep in the playoffs and there's not a lot of playoff coaches out there, I would no. say. No, I mean, Lloyd Pierce, Jason Kidd with the names that were thrown around, neither of whom have exact, exactly had much success. I mean, Jason Kidd with the Bucks did take them to Was it the Bucks? at least the second round. What did he have success with? Was it the Bucks or the Nets? Yeah, it was the Bucks. Yeah, I mean the Nets are terrible. Yeah, um, yeah, the Bucks. I mean that ended pretty poorly though. Yeah, it uh, ended really badly. Kind of blew up for a kid. Um, so yeah, I don't know what sort of direction they go. They go. There's actually a, there's a kind of a bunch of head coaches on as assistants right now that yeah. I didn't realize. Like there's I saw, a few. I saw Dave Yeager is um, the assistant in the Sixers. I didn't know that until like two days ago. Mm. So I don't know if these guys are in the ro- in you know contendency for the Celtics head uh, head job but um I did also see a rumor that Evan Turner uh could yeah step who up. wanted that I don't uh. I 
Who did say that? Yeah, the, someone wanted One of the subjects players actually was like, yeah, I wish this would happen. Evan Turner immediately showed it down. He's like, no, I'm not head coach. Right, okay. I'm not going to become head coach. But like, there was a player who was like, mm, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, who said, was it? Was it Tatum? Was it Tatum? It might have been Tatum. <laughs> it might have, yeah, it might have been. <laughs> is Evan an assistant somewhere? On the Celtics, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's on the Celtics. Yeah, I knew he was coaching or, I, I think he's a player development coach or something like that. Right, okay. Yeah, I knew he was on a team somewhere. I didn't know it was the Celtics. But, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, something to keep our eye on probably during the offseason. I can't imagine they get someone during the playoffs. No, I doubt it. They're yeah. not getting anyone right now. No. Um. Yeah, so next up was the Bucks and the Heat. I'm going to let you just go for it. Mm. Don't cry. I won't cry. I'm over okay. it now. I've, You're over it? I'm through the... How many stages of grief is it? Five, right? Five stages of grief. Whatever the last one is, I'm there. Acceptance. Acceptance? Okay. Um, that was fast. <laughs> I went through them pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I dwelled in the bad ones for a little bit, but no, I think I got over it. I don't know. This was just terrible. Everything about this was bad. This was Sorry, I'm looking up the five stages. You go. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I couldn't... Well, first of all, I missed the only close game of the series in game one, um, where Middleton hits the game winner, because uh, it was at four o'clock in the morning or something. Game two was a blowout. Game three was a blowout. And then game four was at 3.30 in the morning and we had the lead at halftime and then we lost. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading these stages. I, re- I can recognize each stage that you went through. You, what, you, <laughs> you tell me your perception of them. Walk me through it. Okay, so denial. I believe after game one, you were like, no, I feel hopeful. I, you agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel very hopeful. I was like, hey, we, what did we do right? Oh, Jimmy had a terrible game and we still only lost by two. I yeah, so you would deny the fact that he... Only had, you know, that he had would a it, terrible game. Yeah, I would... No, I was denying the fact that he wouldn't play, like, ass the entire yeah. series. <laughs> you were you were angry at points where you're just like, just hit a shot. Yes, I was... Just v- do something. Play some defense. At many points during games two and game three, was I like, angry? Yes. <laughs> uh, you were bargaining, hoping, hoping for just one game. Uh, I also turned to bargaining when I knew it was over and I thought Kawhi would be coming. Which yeah. is still in play. <laughs> Please, Kawhi. <laughs> Um, but also with the bargaining, uh, you were like, okay, if I don't watch, at least it might not happen. Yes, I was walking. I walked away at points. That's <laughs> in second halves where it was yeah. definitely over. I walked away. Depression, obvious. It was as soon as I they think, were but, out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even before that. I think I think depression started after game three because yeah. it was a sweep. And then acceptance. And I'm, I'm there. So we, you know, healthy, you work through them. healthy emotions. We worked through it. It was just bad. Jimmy was terrible. Bam. Played exactly how the Bucks wanted him to play. Yeah. Like, their their defensive strategy with just laying off him worked perfectly. Um, Trevor Reza sucks. I hope we don't bring him back. Um, I miss Jay Crowder and Kawhi, please come. Yeah. Don't forget, you also miss Kelly Olenek. Oh, and I miss Kelly, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would have helped at all in the series, but... It would have made you feel a bit nicer. It would have made me feel nicer, yeah. yeah. I, f- I miss Kelly. They just weren't there defensively, really. I or mean, and again, I'm not really... Obviously not offensively either, but like, they, they just... I don't know what they were doing defensively. It it looked like they weren't trying. And like one of my predictions going to the series was uh, offensive rebounds would really dictate the series. And you saw a lot of offensive rebounds oh that you goodness, weren't happy with. Yes. Uh, so many offensive rebounds. So many threes from those offensive rebounds. Yeah. Brent Forbes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> what it, it was like six for seven in the first half yeah. or something like that on threes. It was nuts. I yeah. mean, it wasn't Brent Forbes, but this is exactly kind of what I predicted. I just thought that he would bring it a bit more defensively and also Jimmy Butler wouldn't play like ass. Oh, um, oh God. But <laughs> yeah, I had I had Bucks in six. You had you went with Bucks in seven, I but you weren't believing in Heat in I seven. I thought Heat in seven was a possibility. <laughs> I did not think Bucks in four was a possibility. No. All right, uh, and... 
Now, the the final series. Now, this one actually depresses me a lot. I'm sure it, you don't love this no, outcome I don't love either. It. I don't love it either. But actually, I, I don't despise it. I don't despise it. Yeah. No. Uh, Nixon Hawks. Mm. Trey just took care of business. He, he went into the garden and he took care of business. That's exactly what he did. And he became probably the biggest villain in the NBA while doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind is of, kind of funny. I kind of hate Trey Young in just like a sportsman way. Yeah. Like in just a sports way. I'm like, fuck this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to fucking dabble in my favorite team? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, this was kind of a beatdown. Yeah. Julius Randle played like ass. Oh, talk about fucking biggest differences between. Regular season and post yeah. postseason. This was awful. Awful shot selection. Not really doing much in terms of playmaking. Just, just every- getting beat. Just everything dropped, yeah. Um, even defensively. I think he averaged zero blocks this series and 0.6 steals. Yeah. So just nothing. Um, Derek Rose was kind of the early bright spot for the Knicks for a lot of it. And Alec Burks. Oh, right. Alec Burks, of Alec course. Burks. But they did end up losing that game. Yeah. And game one, two, Reggie Bullock also hit some big shots. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. This is just sort of everything I feared like that the Hawks would do happened, and they just completely took care of business. See, everything I thought the Knicks would do, the Hawks ended up doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I picked Knicks at five. You can't yeah. be much more wrong than that, but it was literally just the Hawks <laughs> did everything I thought the Knicks would do. I thought the Haw- I thought the Knicks would step up. I thought Julius Randle would solidify himself as the best player on the court. Right. I thought all, all these role players would start hitting shots at the... Uh, Hawks offense wouldn't be able to get going. It was the exact opposite. Yeah, pretty much. Like the yeah, the Hawks offense was good. Bogey was good. Um, Herder was hitting shots. Um, obviously Trey was awesome. Capella like Collins was. I don't know what he ended I up averaging. I didn't notice Collins like on the court whole at lot. any point. <laughs> but like he would still hit. He would still hit threes and dunk and stuff. Um, but yeah, Randall just got completely like every matchup the Hawks threw at him was. Like, Randall had no answer for. Yeah. Like, between Collins, Gallinari, who I did not expect Gallinari to stick with him. Gallo did have a pretty bad series, though, offensively. Did he? Yeah, he was oh. he was fairly rough. I mean, even still defensively, he was doing everything he could do. Um, Joe Collins finished with 12-6 and six on 53-39-90. So, pretty yeah. solid efficiency there. Yeah, but he was just big. And Randall just got outbigged. And, you know, the Knicks couldn't even go big in retaliation. They had Noel, who's like a skinny big. Yeah. And then Taj is their backup center, who's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so, I don't know. There was just not a lot of... Just not a lot happened for the Knicks. Yeah, Gallo <laughs> had a really bad series, actually. I thought he had one good game. Nine points, three boards, 33 from the field, 32 from three. Oh, wow. 90 from the line. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Nine and three off of one in every three shots is pretty bad. But, they, I mean, they didn't need him. They didn't need him at all. No. Uh, that contract looks really bad. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> I mean, it looked bad when they signed him to it. That really. is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. But still, in the end, I'm still thankful and, I, and I'm still looking back on this next season in a very positive light. Yeah. Like, this doesn't take away anything from the next season for me. I don't think it should for Knicks fans either. No, no. I am scared that it isn't only up from here. I think there is a chance that it goes a little bit down from here. I don't know about down. I feel like this could be... I mean, the fourth seed is unrealistic. Yeah. Next year. But I don't think the playoffs is unrealistic by any means. No, no. Um, and we have to take into account this was Randall's first playoff game. True. This was Barrett's first playoff games. Um, was this Randall's first playoff game? I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make it with the Lakers. I don't think he played with the Pelicans in the playoffs. I thought he might have. And the, Did he go from the Pelicans to the Knicks? Yeah, I thought he did play for the... No, he would have played for the Pelicans. They didn't make 
the playoffs that season. Oh, yeah, no, this was his first series. Yeah. Uh, oh, he averaged eighteen and twelve. But like the efficiency was terrible, Ugh, right? Thirty. Thirty percent, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, shot better from three than he did oh, from the field. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I'm still optimistic for the Knicks team going forward. There's a lot of growth to come out of their players too. They've got some trade pieces. Yeah, they can. They've got money in free agency, I think, too. So they can bring back guys. They can Go, get for other guys. Go for DeRozan. Go for DeRozan. No, yeah. Barrett's there. I guess DeRozan's sort of like a four now. He is a four now. <laughs> he could he could play the three for them. It's very weird what. Is happening with DeRozan, but um, a Barrett could play next to each other. None of the well, Barrett can shoot threes now, so maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe, yeah, yeah. Who needs I, to shoot threes? Just shoot mid ranges. Yeah, I mean, go for it. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Rose is pretty good at it. Julius yeah. Randle theoretically is Theoretic, good at it. He was good at it this <laughs> he year. He was good at <laughs> it for, mo- for the most part of the year. Um, yeah, just very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> what's going to happen with the Knicks? But no, still a good season. Bit of a disappointing playoff. All right, uh, now let's rank these series from our favorite to our least favorite. Um, you want to go first on these? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Bucks Heat was obviously my least favorite. Um, I agree. Yeah. I kind of want to <laughs> wipe that from my memory. Uh, Sixes uh, Wizard, sorry, um, was my second least favorite. I, did, I, get, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, it just felt inevitable the entire time. Yeah, it, like, and like I said, it felt like regular season games. Yeah, it just wasn't that interesting. Um, uh, I've got... Nick's Hawks is my second. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Just sort of watching Trey be the villain. I didn't really want to watch him beat up <laughs> on the Knicks a whole lot. <laughs> um, and watching Randall struggle really sucked. That sucked. Yeah. That was really tough to watch. He was like just. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Every shot he took was so heavily contested. It was either an air ball or a brick every single time. Mm-hmm. Or he would get blocked on jump shots all the time. Yeah. Um. And then my favorite was Nets Celtics because watching the Nets play was sick. <laughs> and Tatum, <laughs> yeah, and Tatum yeah. dropped fifty. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the reason I went with I, I had Nets Celtics at two and the Knicks Hawks at one. Uh, Nets Celtics, to me, it's the same thing as the Wizards Sixers in that it just felt inevitable. Right. But it felt yeah. it felt slightly less inevitable. I was like, maybe Tatum has another big game. Yeah, it's like I knew Tatum would have a big game at some point. I thought he might have a second one, which made right. which puts it above the uh, Wizards Sixers for me. Yep. Also, yeah, the Nets were just fun to watch. So fun to watch. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that, that game one in MSG. That was pumping. That, that was, was sick. One that, of the best games I've seen in a very, very long very, time. Just the back and forth. Um, Alec Burks. Alec Burks, baby. Reggie Bullock hitting shots. Uh, and then Trey. Trey, the shit talking, the shot making, the <laughs> foul drawing, all of it. <laughs> yeah, the foul drawing wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just seeing MSG go nuts yeah. with like... Fifteen thousand people there, I think. Um, in was it was that the first playoff game? It was the first playoff game we watched. I think. I think it went Bucks Heat and then yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, Hawks Knicks. So that was the f- the second game of the of the playoffs. The first one that we watched, and it was just awesome. The vibe was there. Yeah, yeah the playoff vibe was so there. there. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, I can't blame you for putting that first. Yeah, one other thing that I think should be addressed is fans have been really dumb. Oh yeah, um, it's really bad. <laughs> to <laughs> the playoff vibes there, but some of the wrong vibes are there as well. Oh, some just people are stupid. People are dumb. People are idiots. Like I can't believe someone spit on another human being. Yeah, just so, because they played the sport good. Yeah, so in MSG, someone spat on Trey Young. We had popcorn dropped on Westbrook. We had a bottle thrown at Kyrie. Yeah, we had uh, John Morant's parents being harassed in Utah. Yeah, 
Um, we had Mello getting harassed. We had Mello getting absolutely harassed by Denver fans. Like, look here, fuck Denver fans. How are you <laughs> going to do that to Mello? What are you on about? Um, I thought there's something else, wasn't there? I also feel like there's something else. There was just a... Oh, yeah, there was the guy who ran at the court. Oh, yeah. Was that <laughs> at a Knicks game? What game was that at? That was Sixers, Wizards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... People are dumb. People... I think people... I think, I think people it, saw other people being dumb. They're like, right. we could be dumb. I think the, I think especially the, the guy who ran on the court was yeah. definitely one of those type of people. Um, but yeah, uh, didn't the dude, isn't it, is the dude being charged with the water bottle throw? I don't know. He did get arrested. I'm he got arrested. Sure. That's for sure. I um, have a feeling he's not going to get charged with anything. No. I mean, like it, it is technically assault. I think. Didn't they say with like a dangerous weapon or something though? Chemical weapon? <laughs> chemical weapon. H2O. Dangerous <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> yeah, just... God, people are dumb. That's yeah. That sucked to see, for sure. That took the life out of the playoffs for a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully it doesn't keep happening in the second oh, round. Yeah. I have a feeling it won't. I have a feeling yeah. things are going to crack down a lot more. And there's less toxic fan bases in the playoffs now. So we've lost the Knicks. They're not toxic. They're not toxic. They, there's I, a lot of it, them. We should not be putting this on any roof. Individual fan bases. We should be putting this true. on the individual people. That is very true. Yeah. People are dumb. Yeah. People are dumb. <laughs> All right. And now let's get to previewing the second round for the East, at least here. Obviously, like I said, at the start of the West, a lot, a lot to go. Yeah. Yet <laughs> to be determined. Yeah. So our first series here is Sixers at Hawks, the 1v5 series. So obviously Sixers have home court advantage. Uh, Dylan, what do you think is the key for the Sixers in this series? Um, the key again for me is defense. Like the Sixers have every opportunity to completely neutralize this Hawks de- uh, offense, just completely shut it down. Like I'm talking like 80 point playoff games where yeah. they just completely shut everyone down. They can switch everything pretty much. They can put Ben Simmons on Trey Young, yeah. which is going to be uh, like harassment to the next level. Um, and they've just got good matchups everywhere. Hopefully in beads back. Um, he's day to day with a, a meniscus, a, a meniscus tear. Like there is a, it's not a torn meniscus, but there is a tear in his meniscus. Right. Um, but he's day to day, so hopefully he comes back pretty soon. Um, yeah, just like the Sixers can really clamp down on the Hawks and make that offense that was looking pretty good against the uh, the Knicks just completely stop. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of have the same key. It's lock trade down specifically, mm. and that's what you do with Ben Simmons, and then. If he manages to get switched off Ben Simmons, you like try to throw a guy like Matisse Thibel or even like Danny Green at him. Yeah, I mean Danny Green's not, you Danny. know, the guy who's going to stop him, but yeah. he's an okay defender. Like Trey wants to go at Seth Curry, I, I would say. Most. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, if you can get any of those other guys on him, that offense is going to fall apart. Especially if guys like if you keep guys like Herder and Gallo out of it, like and not let them get shots, the guys aren't like yeah. Clint Capella and John Collins. They were able to be big against the Knicks. Yep. They're not going to be able to be big against Embiid and Dwight Embiid Howard. And Dwight Howard. Yeah. No, there's no one bigger. Yeah, that's a, the biggest center rotation in the league, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, except for maybe the Lakers. But yeah, there's just a lot of good matchups for for the Sixers defensively. There's some interesting ones, like um, Harrison Collins will be interesting because they're both two very different players. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, and Harris doesn't have that much boogie off the dribble that, like, I don't think he's going to blow pipe. Uh, Collins every single time like he's kind of slow-footed Harris yeah um, but obviously he's a shot maker and he can probably move around the like 
one on one, you probably can't blow by him, but like moving around the court, you could probably lose Collins a bit yeah. and get some open shots for himself. But on the other end, Harris is going to have to defend a big body in lots of screens and try and compete with like one of the best like vertical jumpers in the league. Like, yeah. He's going to have to try and get up with Collins on not only like offensive rebounds, but also like on lobs and stuff like yeah. that. He's going to try and have to defend that. And yeah, let's also not ignore the fact that um, Trey Young might have a tough time kind of defensively as well. Right. There's not a great matchup. I I think they go with putting him on Danny Green. Yeah, I think so. Because, um, yeah, if yeah. you put him on Seth Curry and he has to rotate at all, he's he's not the, the highest defensive IQ player in the world. Seth Curry's going to get a lot of like really nice shots. Right. Yeah, I think you'd rather live with Danny Green just kind of being matched up there because Danny Green's not the kind of guy who's you're going to give the ball to and let him like go yeah, to work. Definitely. Um, But even in saying that, Trey Young's not a great off-ball defender. And if... They're going to run shit where Danny Green's running off two or three screens in a set. Yeah. He might still get open shots. So Trey is, you know, obviously not a great defensive player. So that's a big key for, you know, uh, a Sixers offense that can, you know, pick apart you in different spots. Yeah. Um, And the key for the Hawks to me is just score, score, score. I don't think they're Mm -hmm. going to do it defensively. I think they just need to try to outscore the Sixers. And, you know, if, if Trey can get going, he can get those other guys going, if he can, which is so unlikely. Yeah. But... If he can, they might have a shot, but they're not going to be able to do it defensively. They've got no one to stop Joel Embiid. Like, Capella's big, he's a good matchup, mm. but he's not good enough. Who's stopping Ben Simmons as well? Yeah, I mean, Jondre Hunter's interesting. He's a... I like Jondre Hunter a lot, and he's really good defensively. Um, but part of me thinks that even if he gets that Simmons, you know, sort of matchup, I don't know, I just think Simmons is so crafty and could handle the ball so well that I still think he gets the better of Hunter. Yeah. You no, know, like seven times out of ten. Um, and even then, that sort of leaves Harris with a favorable matchup against Collins in certain certain sets and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even if those two guys neutralize each other a little bit, that's good for the Sixers because that's one less offensive weapon the Hawks have. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for me, i got a couple points here for the Hawks just in terms of things to keep themselves competitive because I don't think this is going to be a particularly long series. Um They've got to use their size because they have a fair bit of it against a bead and try and get him in foul trouble. Yeah. Like, the more you can play uh, Dwight in this series, that helps them a lot. Um, they've got to attack Harris with Collins, like I said, in pick and rolls and make Collins out-athletic Harris. Yeah. Um, and sort of make him play that way. Um, yeah, hide Trey on Danny Green, like we said. Um, try and make Simmons their scorer, if they can. Yeah. Like, sort of make Simmons the guy who has to get the easy shots um, and obviously leave him open for three and shit like that. Yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they've got to hunt the Curry mismatch with Trey. Like, they've just got to try and get Trey, when it's when they're running sets for him to score, they've got to get that Curry switch. Yeah. Um, so he can attack Curry, for sure. Yeah. Um, predictions? Um, um, Six and five. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? I'm, I'm debating the five or the four. Because I don't think it goes to six. I also don't think it goes to six, but I think Trey Young has one crazy game and gets them one. See, there's just so many, like... There's just so many pieces that they could throw at Trey. I don't know if he can go off for a whole game. Like a whole last game. Like a quarter, though. Yeah, but a quarter's not going to win you a game. I don't know. If they can keep... It, they There's going to be one game where they can keep it and Trey's going to have like an insane quarter. He's going to score 25 points. Right, and the Sixers might not get their offense going. Yeah. I think I think the Hawks get All right. one. I'll, I'll, I'll take you there. Yeah. Sixers and five. Sixers and I five, I think yeah. it's pretty... Yeah. All right. And 
the other second round series here, which to some might be like the, the series that defines the playoffs. Just might be the best series of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, and this honestly might be the finals. The, the finals? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. Maybe, maybe. Not to discount the Sixers and I mean, I was gonna say the Lakers, but there's no guarantee that they even make it out of the first round at yeah. this rate. <laughs> Yeah, so this could this is gonna be a very big series with the Nets and the Bucks. Obviously, uh, Nets with home court advantage, yep. um, just barely by a couple games. I'm pretty sure from the regular season, so that will be helpful for them. Uh, Dylan, what's your key for them? Uh, for the Nets, it's uh they've got to play enough defense, um, to sort of stay on par with what the Bucks are gonna bring. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, that big three is gonna score. The whole offense is gonna run pretty good. Um, even with the defensive matchups of the Bucks, but they need to play enough defense where the Bucks just aren't getting easy shots. Yeah. Um, and they need to make sure that the Bucks shooters don't get going, especially guys like um, Brid Forbes. Yep. Um, and even guys like um, even Middleton and uh, Holiday, they can't get easy open shots to get in a rhythm. Um, they just need to be really disciplined and like focused defensively and make the necessary like, attempts and staying in front of guys and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's a really big key for them, yeah. Like, uh, in the Celtic series, the Nets, it felt like a lot of the time the Nets were just taking it easy. They're like, okay, we can turn this on at any point, but they do, they need to be on for most of the game. Yeah. Um, but I think their real key here is get shots at the rim, because weirdly, Brook Lopez might be one of their weakest links defensively. When, yeah. like, PJ Tucker's out there. Yeah. If they were to run a lineup of, I don't know how viable the lineup is, of, like, Middleton, uh, of uh, Holiday, Middleton, Tucker, Giannis, Lopez... They easily take advantage of the size yeah. there, but, and then it's a matter of like, well, A, do the Nets hit open jump shots with guys like Joe Harris, uh, but also do they get to actually attack the rim? I think that's what they really need to be doing here. Uh, like, Brooke Lopez is a good defender, but he's not like a fantastic rim protector. So yeah, shots at the rim, I think, is what will kind of define the series. Yeah. If they can hit their shots at the rim and like actually get shots up there, it, uh, the offense will just work for them because then yeah. that... that makes guys like Giannis and PJ Tucker help, and that leaves guys like Joe Harris open in the corner. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, too, is I think the Nets need to attack the the subs of the of the Bucks. Yeah. Because their bench sort of gives way defensively um, a fair bit, especially now that DiVincenzo is going to miss the rest of the playoffs. Um, and they've got to bring Tucker into their starting lineup. Uh, if they can attack guys like Forbes and Portis, they can, that, those are very favorable matchups yeah. for the Nets, yeah. All right, um, and then for the Bucks, their kind of key for me is just, like, put your three stars on their three stars. They've got maybe the best matchup for the Nets in the league. Easily. Drew Holiday on Kyrie Irving. Uh, Middleton sorry. on Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that way. What did you, what did you say? <laughs> I was thinking Harden on Middleton. I'm like, wait, no, other way around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Middleton on Harden, and obviously Giannis on, uh, on uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's it. I got it. And just make guys like Joe Harris, Nicholas Claxton, um, Blake Griffin, make those guys kind of beat you. Yeah. Um, I'm scared that they might beat you still, mm. but if you can at least kind of limit those guys to, I don't know, sixty points. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is. That would be unreal, actually. <laughs> it's seventy, maybe. Seventy is probably like, yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I know. It's a bit. It is scary saying, "Here, Harris, you take the three point shots instead of." Durant or yeah. Harden. Yeah, you know, that those are sort of the guys they're giving up shots to. Um, but no, that's absolutely what they have to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the danger of the Nets right now. But um, yeah, I think the matchup is really 
essential. Um, like, like they need to make sure that matchup is favorable for them. Like, I don't think they're going to win the matchup because, like, the talent just... Yeah. There's a bit of a gap there, but, like, in terms of the defensive, like, utility of those three buck stars uh, against the Nets, three buck stars are just so important. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, such an integral matchup for, like, if they can't guard the Nets' big three, then the series is over pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, they've got two elite defenders in Holiday and Giannis. Yeah. And then Middleton's very, like, above average. Yeah. Um, so that, that's definitely one of the things for them. And they just need to hit shots as well. Because, mm. you know, the Nets don't play the best defense in the world. No. And I'd imagine they're going to collapse on Giannis and the, the other two guards a fair bit. Mm. So guys like Bryn Forbes and Tucker especially, and even Lopez if they end up playing him back out to the three-point line, which mm, I don't know if they do or not. But if he's open for three, they need to hit them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Nets are just so scary. Like, you look at the bench, <laughs> and they've got, like, you know, Bruce Brown and Ledry Shabbat and Jeff Green. I, I completely forgot to mention Jeff Green. Yeah. Do you think we see any DeAndre Jordan this series? Uh, against Lopez, I feel like we might. I think so. Lopez-Blake is not a great matchup. No. No, definitely not. Um, do they throw him back in the starting lineup? Oh, I don't know. I feel like, you know... I mean, they're choosing between him, Claxton, and Blake Griffin. None of those are, like, fantastic options. I right. But in terms of what Brooke's going to do in the offense, I feel like is perfectly fine. But if Brooke does stretch out to three, then I think you'd rather a guy like Blake. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it depends how the Bucks are going to use Brooke. Um, yeah. But even, like... Yeah, I don't know. I, even in switches and stuff, because they're going to switch a fair bit, I think. Um, well, some of the actions they're going to they're going to switch. Um, like I like the idea as a rib protector, as yeah. well. I don't know who they go with because I feel like Blake's going to get cooked by the, at least by the Bucks guy. I think so. Yeah, but I don't know if DeAndre is any better. Yeah, it's interesting who they go with. Um, I think DeAndre will ultimately be the answer. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Green's not the answer, is he? Is Jeff Green the answer? <laughs> I mean, he could be. He does this, doesn't he? He's is he the other guy? Elisa Johnson or something like that? <laughs> Probably not. The other, the other wing. Yeah, he's 6'7". They've got, they've, six, seven. They got, is his name Reggie Perry? Is that his name? they got Reggie Perry. He's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> they got some guys. I mean, they got plenty of guys. <laughs> yeah, um, look, I don't think it's the defense that's going to really with them this series. I think it's like, do they get their stars going? Uh, the Nets, if they get their stars going, there's not a lot the Bucks can do, really. Mm. Um, other than just also get their stars going. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and obviously, one's a bit more shot talented than yeah. the other. Yeah. I, I still think, I think the Bucks are going to be pretty scary on defense. Yeah. Kind of like what they were against the Heat, but obviously this is a bit of a different beast. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. They have such good individual defenders, and then Buck, uh, Bud puts together good defenses. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, this is this is gonna be like we said. This is gonna be probably the best series in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions. I'm gonna take the Nets in seven. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You said the series scrapes seven off yeah. off recording. I I think Nets in six. Right. Because I just don't know if I fully believe in the Bucks yet. They throttled right. the Heat, right. but also there was other stuff going on with the Heat. In that part of it was just the Heat beating themselves. Yeah, 
to an extent. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know if I believe in them yet. If I saw like, if I saw the throttle, or if I saw them play against the Heat from last year, and they beat them at like six, I would definitely like maybe even lean towards Bucks in seven. But right. I don't know if I believe in them enough, and I do believe in Kevin Durant. I do believe in Kyrie Irving. James Harden has pulled a couple disappearing acts in hard series and previous years, but Fair. obviously he's not the number one option right now. And I was going to say, somehow this feels different. Somehow, yeah. I, like, until you just said that, I completely forgot about that. Like, I'm not worried about Harder in the slightest yeah. with this team. Um, I still, I feel like, just with, like, obviously with Durant and Irving there, like, he's never going to be the complete 100% focal point yeah. of, the, of the opposing defense. And so, I feel like he's definitely got, he's definitely primed to keep up his usual you know, stats. Yeah, I mean, if he really needs to be, he can be their third option. He can be like, yeah. hey, Kyrie, take more shots than me. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we can definitely see that. I mean, they talked about how, you know, after the trade happened that Harden's going to be the point guard. Yeah. And Kyrie's going to be the two. And I think a lot of the times that leads to Harden setting up Kyrie for shots. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think that that's uh, just too scary. Yeah. Um, they were they were also the team that I've picked to win the title this year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm taking the Nets at six. Would not be surprised if it went seven. Yeah. And I could see the Bucks winning as well. I also could see the Bucks winning. Um, I mean, we saw this at the end of the regular season, back to back games. Yeah, Bucks win both of those. Mm. Um, I don't know if the Nets were full strength. I think Harden was Harden out. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, and obviously <laughs> you're missing you know one of the top seven players in the NBA. Yeah. Bit of a gut punch there, but um. Yeah, this is going to be an awesome series. Yeah. Very excited. All right. Anything else you want to add to the first round from the East? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the free agency for the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Maybe. I'm looking forward to a lot of Nets broadcasts. I like the Nets broadcasts. Actually, the Bucks have a good broadcast crew as well. Is um, Richard Jefferson still in the Nets? He is with them sometimes, not all sometimes. the time. But he did call a couple of their games, <laughs> I think, in the first round. Okay. Either that or he was with ESPN. Either way, if we're hearing a bit of Richard Jefferson, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, other than that, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers. You can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffersY with gmail.com. Not sure why I keep saying that. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.